0: Hey everybody, welcome to Read, Watch, Play. I'm Justin. I'm James. And I'm Cleo. And on
1: this episode, we're going to be talking about Zathura, directed by John Favreau. I
0: always forget that that's him.
2: Right? I know, we- I was surprised when his name popped up at the end there. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Oh, and we, so even,
0: we even talked about it when we like introduced this and when we picked the thing. And then our response was all like, oh yeah, that's John Favreau, that's cool. And then went to watch the movie, completely forgotten. I mean, was... in
1: in your defense, that discussion was like two months ago.
0: Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, Still.
1: But yeah, so uh, Zathura fits both nicely and kind of loosely into our Reagan Gothic theme. It's weird. Um,
0: I'm realizing that Reagan Gothic like means different things to a lot of people. But for none of these, so I felt like, oh, this wasn't that. It's all very clearly that like kind of older version of the future but it every single one we've picked has been a different vision which has been really cool <laughs> yeah
1: so zathura is um zathura itself is a board game in this movie the movie is basically jumanji but, it's, but
0: yeah. sci-fi but um, it was also based on a book so i'm really trying to figure out is is zathura the movie based on a book which was based on a movie which may have itself been based on a book
2: so it's based on the children's book by chris van Allsburg and he did the children's book Jumanji which was then turned into the movie Jumanji oh. then years later he did Zathura which does in the children's book um apparently it does mention like Jumanji it like, acknowledges the events of that book like
1: they basically exist in the same universe yeah
2: whereas in Zathura the movie there's no reference to Jumanji the game or like the events right. of it i bet there would have been
1: if it was I, I like i'm willing to bet it was optioned by a different producer
2: and, and so, they were like, so, like can't contractually
1: it. <laughs> they couldn't mention Jumanji, but yeah. I, I, like, I would put money on Jumanji having, like, come up if it was, if they were both produced
0: by the same, like, studio overall.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's very much a spiritual sequel to Jumanji. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Wow. I didn't, I feel kind of bad now because I've been, like, <laughs> I've been, like, kind of privately making fun of the idea that someone saw Jumanji and was just, like, yeah. I'll just write that with a space theme and no one will figure it out. But I mean, I like, you the same I'm, guy. I feel kind of bad.
1: <laughs> I've been thinking that way since I saw Zathura when it came out on DVD, which yeah. is like 2000. And, and I think it was before Iron Man. I think so. So it was, cause it was one of Favreau's was like first direct, like first movies he directed. And I think you might be right. Yeah. So yeah, it was like 2007 or so maybe. Yeah. I mean like look at baby Josh Hutcherson and baby, Kristen Stewart, and you can
0: see...
2: Yeah, oh my god.
0: The one guy, though, who has not aged today... Dak Shepard. Dax fucking Shepard. Oh my
2: god. uh, I'm always surprised... I always forget that he's in it. And then he shows up. Okay, also, here's the thing. I remember knowing Dax Shepard for something. Is it Ashton Kutcher related? Was he in Punked? Is that what I know him from? I mean...
1: Deck Shepard may have been punked at some point, but I don't think he was in
2: punking people. I don't think so. Am I making this up? I feel like that's what I know him from.
1: I know him from Parenthood. Like he wasn't consistently on punked.
0: Shout out to Parenthood.
2: Yeah, that's a good show. Yeah, really good show. Um,
0: (laughs) Set that aside and focus on our punked discussion.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Really, our real topic for today. um, I mean, not. I mean,
1: I certainly didn't watch it regularly enough to be able to say one way or the other.
2: Yeah, it's not like I was, like, a religious watcher. I just, like, it was, Are like, a sick sure? day show. You know?
1: It sounds like you've watched a lot of punks.
2: I just don't remember what I know Jack Shepherd from originally. <laughs> but it was... I don't know. Whatever. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Zathura two thousand five. Ten years. Eleven sure, okay, years. Two thousand five. Wow. It's Two thousand sixteen now. So it's eleven years ago. I guess. Kinda yeah. I
1: mean, but we're only like four days into two thousand sixteen.
2: We're like nine days. Two we're like nine
1: days into two thousand six. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I can't math.
0: Should we be star dating this podcast? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe. Um.
0: Captain's log. That's my favorite term for like giving away the actual recording date for something that you're going to be releasing later. Is Stardating? star dating? Yeah. Good to know. Anyway uh
1: this has been a real good intro to the, yeah. yeah anyway um,
0: it was going around. yeah so the, the you were summarizing
1: yes i was um so it's it's uh divorced parents young brothers uh there's an older sister who you don't realize is in the mix until a, like a quarter of the way into the movie yeah that was weird. Um, but basically the the two brothers have a confrontational relationship as you know brothers do especially at a young age and the younger brother finds this board game in the house and is like hey let's play this thing and his older brother is like dude shut up what are you doing i want to watch sports and yeah, I'll admit on that's a good those. josh Hutcherson impersonation <laughs> there um and he like starts to play the game he's like no come on we need to play and he like starts to play it on his own and he takes a turn and draws a card that is like, "Oh no, there's a meteor shower!" And then a meteor shower actually happens on the house, just in the just the living room yeah. of the house. And this is like how it sort of kicks off the craziness of of the game itself. And so the game is like very ray gun gothic, like stylized, like the spaceships and all that kind of stuff. And like yeah. these sci fi stuff that happens throughout the movie, like the um, the I don't know how spoilery. I, there's some aliens. Like I'm, at some I'm point. gonna get. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, not like there. some aliens show up, and then their their ship is a little like, you know, the way somebody would imagine an alien ship, and uh, like the the robot toy that turns into a giant robot looks like like not unlike the robot from like Lost in Space. Yeah, yeah. right. Um, and so it's it's sort of like the same thing where it's like what somebody in the past would have thought the future was going to look like, but not the same yeah. way that it was imagined in radiance or the same way we would think of it being imagined in other medias.
0: It it's almost less the, let's say earnest guesses about what space would look like that you saw that we saw in like the thirties and things like that, that yeah. radiance deals with um, and that uh, gernsback deals with, but it's almost more the, like the vision of space for children, you know, the kind of, simplified it that does pull a lot from that that i hadn't really thought about until this movie and I think it's been some of the fun of doing something like this but yeah that very like simplified for kids sense of space you know this is what like a astronaut suit looks like this is what a spaceship looks like this is a robot you know it's got kind of ball arms and things like that Mm -hmm. but yeah it's it's a cool it's a cool pull yeah you're right though that it is kind of an interesting way of fitting into the whole like ray gun gothic aesthetic
1: yeah so, I, I mean, what did you guys think on the whole of the movie?
2: I mean, I remember, because I saw it, not when, in theaters, but soon after it, it originally came out. And I knew right from the get-go that, like, because I think in the trailers it even said, like, from the creators of, or, like, you know, from Probably, the, yeah. T- yeah, it was, yeah. They, they mentioned Jumanji prom- prominently. Um, and Jumanji was something I had seen in theaters as a kid. It's one of the first things I remember seeing in theaters as a kid. Um, and I was just, I loved that movie. So, going into this, I was, I mean, it's a very different movie. Yeah. It's, it's much more kind of kid-friendly. It's a little bit more geared towards kids, I feel like, than Jumanji was.
0: Yeah, Jumanji gets dark. Yeah, Jumanji is- definitely, like, a hard
1: PG-13.
2: Yeah, Jumanji gets scary. Like, I had, I was scared, um, as a kid of that movie. Whereas this doesn't really have scary, like, truly scary stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and- I mean, at its core, it's a movie about two brothers who have a kind of problematic relationship because, you know, their their family is going through some stuff with a divorce, and dad has to work, and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. At the same time, though, they're like, you know, these two little white boys who live in a really nice house, and, yeah. like, they have a lot of really nice stuff. And, Just, like,
1: bratty white kids.
2: Yeah, they're, like, spoiled white boys. Um <laughs> Having said that, Tim Robbins plays their dad, so he's kind of, it's kind of a bit role because he's just there at the beginning and at the end. Yep, yeah, he's um, really good though. Yeah, he's good in like anything. He shows up for like five seconds, but um, yeah. I mean, it's a fun movie for sure.
1: Yeah, I don't know that I would call it like you know a great work of art or or you know a fantastic piece of cinema that's going to like stand the test of time or or anything like that. But I had fun with it. Yeah, like I had a lot of fun with it. I I in, I sat down. I enjoyed it from beginning to end. You know, it doesn't it doesn't really stick with me, and it's not something that I like think about. But yeah, I enjoyed no. it.
0: I think it was a bit more negative than the two you. I I had less fun with it. Um, I don't know, I have kind of a. It's it's definitely a kids movie, and I have like a. Sometimes I kind of have a hard time evaluating kids movies. It tends to come down to, is this the kind of kids movie that I can watch at whatever age I am and also enjoy it and i i enjoyed this one less i mean it's not like uh like inside out right which is a kids movie and i watched that and that was just, like amazing and i was like interested etc
1: there's also a huge trend to make like especially companies like pixar and disney that make kids movies yeah that are enjoyable for people that are not kids
0: yeah um but yeah so that's the thing i i enjoyed it less honestly as weird as it sounds i was really liking the movie up until like the space stuff starts
1: <laughs> like so, like the set up so, like, i was gonna say the first <laughs> the like 12 drama. minutes or so I,
0: as weird as it sounds though yeah like i thought it was gonna be kind of weird i think that both of the little kids give really good performance i think the dad's really good i think i really kind of buy into that like everyone's sort of trying to make this work and the you just wanted this to fighting. be
1: parenthood again
0: um, no shut up <laughs> um yeah it as weird as it sounds i i I really like that and I get that the movie is about like all right, well here's the problems and then we're gonna deal with that by jumping into this fantasy thing and alluding to the problems, et cetera, et cetera, And like and that's right. That's how the movie works. That's how a lot of movies work. But I don't know, I I almost kind of felt like it was a really good setup for just a movie about these people genuinely dealing with the fact that this divorce is like clearly not going well and the dad's clearly not there yet with trying to balance like work and life and this divorce and that like he clearly like really likes his kids but is physically having a hard time fitting them into his life right now and i don't know i thought all that was really really good i I was almost disappointed when the rest of it happened yeah i
2: think that it would (laughs) have I kind of wish that Tim Robbins had a bigger role that he was with them during the events of the game because yeah, I feel I, like that would have added because it focused so much on what are the characters names Danny and Walt Walter mm-hmm. yeah Walter being Josh Hutcherson who's like the character is ten and then um, gives a really good performance yeah in this he movie. does yeah and and, and Danny is the younger brother who's like eight, six I think oh seven eight he might seven. be eight I don't know I don't remember anymore something, something like, like that. that about
0: three years younger give
2: or take yeah, yeah. and. And I think that's, like, you know, that's an important relationship to explore and the, probably should be the main one. But I think the father's kind of the way he fits into it was really interesting in the setup and then it's just kind of removed until the ending.
0: Right. I agree. I, I think that really was one of the big ones that I felt like was kind of weirdly lost. Yeah. it That I really wanted to see not just like the two brothers kind of coming together over the course of this, but figuring out where they stood in like with with their dad
2: yeah like it
1: almost would have been better if they didn't set up such an interesting family dynamic in the beginning yeah like if it had just been a normal family and like mom was out and dad had to run out because a thing happened and yeah. then all this happens it's like okay
0: yeah it's yeah. it's this whole other not quite conflict but thing that you feel like you want to explore because it it doesn't feel like the kind of thing where it's just like oh yeah dad works a lot and doesn't have time for his kids and so it it's clear that this is like just a an unfortunate Saturday when he had to work, and those just happen sometimes. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. It. I was really <laughs> enjoying
2: that relationship. Because I think I mean part of that has to do with with you know in Jumanji you have this really interesting dynamic between you know Robin Williams the older the two older characters right and then the two young Kirsten Dunst and what then that kid who I don't know if he's been in anything
1: I don't think so. Um, other jumanji kid other
2: jumanji kid <laughs> but you know you have like the older generation and the younger generation and the dynamic between those two groups is so interesting in that movie and it's probably the, maybe the best thing mm. in that movie and you kind of lose that in zathura because i mean you have dax shepard who plays uh, you know an astronaut who a stranded astronaut who, who they, just they, like shows they, up in the middle yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah and um who's you know he's he comes and this is not a spoiler but he's because like, they draw a card and they they rescue him it's kind of similar to like in jumanji some of the the way that they get the Robin Williams stuff, right, yeah. yeah. Um, but he's not—he's too young to really be the father's surrogate. He can't, mm-hmm. you know. He—he he doesn't. That's not the role he takes on in this. Really, I—I mm-hmm. th- I do think that character is, you know, interesting, and I liked his presence in it. And all of that but... still
1: could have happened even if the dad was there. Yeah. Right? Like.
2: But yeah, I mean, as it is, yeah, it is very much like a kids' movie, and I feel it is kind of maybe simplified from Jumanji, um, maybe for that reason, but. Yeah, but the sci fi being I mean, this is this is the kind of sci fi where the actual science is kind of thrown out the window oh, yeah. for oh for like just fun events happening. It's I mean, which is typical of a Ray Gun gothic thing, right? Sometimes where they're just sure. like, Fuck physics. Fuck yeah. like how gravity actually works. Let's just have yeah, weird wh- space stuff happen. I where just does, want to does the make gravity
1: think gravity watch this movie? <laughs>
0: I remember explicitly because there's like that weird like moment where it's like to establish that you're in space. Uh, they step outside of the house, which is now in space, yep. and like they have gravity, but like Walter like spits, and it's it's not like he sends it like flying really far. It's just like the spit as it comes out of his mouth does not have gravity, and it's the kind of thing where it's it's all it's all fine, right? Because it's a kids' movie, and it's not important. Like that's not what matters. Yeah. But there's enough times where there's like this entire sequence that seems to just be like daring you to point out that that doesn't make any sense.
1: It's like yeah, go ahead, Th- think about it some more.
0: Yeah, come at me, because it knows it's it is like like a kid brother, right? Who knows that they can get away with anything, you know, when they're like just that young and like yeah. oh yeah, I can do anything and just like run away and say I'm sorry, or whatever. And having this is like oh yeah, come at me, because I know that I can say, come on, really. You're going to care about, like, why they're not freezing to death. It's a kid's movie. Jeez. <laughs> but then it's like, yeah, but we're going to have this whole scene where they run around, like, in space and don't die. <laughs> but Which was fine. Like, it—honestly, it, it almost felt like that was—I ended up having fun with that. Where it's just like, yeah, the parts where the writers are just like, eh, screw it.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, similar to, like, if you think of, like, old sci-fi, right, where they didn't really know— shit about spa- how space yeah. actually works right. and yeah. venus has like a jungle on it mm-hmm. um and like you know your gravity can is just the same on all the planets and yeah. it's fine you can walk on jupiter which i mean yeah, given that's like what happens in radians but it's very much explicitly pretty much presented as an alternate universe yep before we get into spoilers i mean there's a few questions i feel that are just fun questions you have to ask when you're talking about Either Juman- Jumanji or this. Sure. Um And my question for both of you is, if you could choose what the next kind of movie in this kind of franchise-ish thing, you know, Jumanji, Zathura, what would you have, like, the genre? or Not the genre, but what would you have, I guess, the genre of the board game be? Because you have mm. kind of this deep jungle theme for Jumanji and then you have Raygon Gothic space exploration for Zathura. Mm-hmm. What else do you think would work? As Because I love this. I love the idea of like a board game that where the consequences of what your turns are appear in real life.
0: I feel like the, the easy answer for me, which is not necessarily the one I would like most, but definitely the first one that jumps to mind is like a medieval fantasy kind of thing. Um, I don't know if that would be like my actual preferred thing but if you told me right now that i needed to make a movie in like the next month and i needed to (laughs) like lock down a setting (laughs) i just needed this real fast that's probably what i would say
1: this has been james understands movie film production
0: (laughs) (laughs) um
2: what about you justin
1: uh man that's tough medieval fantasy is one of the first things that jumps to mind um magic i guess right like just like wizardry. Mm. But that's kind of weird. I'm thinking of, I'm trying to think of like actual board games that I would want to like live in the world of and not really getting anywhere.
2: For me, the first thing I thought of was like gothic horror. Ooh. Because I think that would be fun. I mean, you could do it like where it's a that little things scary. terrify you. I do. I like horror. I do. But. I think you could also do it in a kid-friendly way. Like, I mean, think about you guys. Remember the movie The Page Master? Oh yeah. And there was like the adventure book and the adventure part of like the setting, and then there was fantasy, voiced by Whoopi Goldberg. Um, if you Important. remember that, and yeah. then Macaulay Culkin. Horror one, right? was the yeah. Macaulay Culkin was the kid. Yeah, the kid. So it was it was like live action and animated. It was yeah. like one of those movies, and I mean, it was kind of like a, I watched it again fairly recently because I I was having like a nostalgia thing. Um but i thought i don't know i think a horror jumanji kind oh, of love it. movie would be great yeah. i,
1: I would i would love for one there one or for there to be one that's not kid friendly like a hard r horror jumanji like fuck
2: yeah cuz i mean jumanji already kind of goes there a little bit with like you know some of the creepier aspects yeah
0: yeah even but, then i don't know i'd watch i'd watch jumanji with kind of gothic horror stuff kid friendly or not. Like I could see that going both ways. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So could I, I just yeah. think I would definitely like a, an adult one more.
0: Oh yeah. Just like a really like a hard R way out there. Yeah, just
1: yeah. like truly fucking terrifying. Yeah. yeah.
2: I think sea really like nautical themed would also be fun. Like pirates and yeah, I was treasure thinking Island.
1: something like that. Like pirates like was very where I treasure was going, Island you know? kind of, kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Or it's a bit along the lines of, just it, again, this would be a, a certainly a weird one for kids, but uh Lovecraftian would be kind of neat. <laughs>
2: Yeah. Oh my god. Steampunk, cyberpunk. Steampunk would be really fun. Oh, kind of see, yeah.
1: doing a video game type one that's cyberpunk?
2: Yeah. That would be very
1: That'd
0: cool. That'd
2: be neat. Yeah, oh my god. Victorian stuff would be fun.
0: We could make so many of these. <laughs> it's the same basic plot in all of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's let's just do it.
2: Like, honestly, I do, like, I wish there were more than two because I remember being really happy when I found out Zathura was coming out just because I really love that premise. Right. Yeah. And even if, you know, it's not you know totally pales in comparison to jumanji i think i'm glad it exists and i really hope i was looking up to see whether he wrote more books that were kind of like this and i couldn't didn't look like it but i hope he does and i hope that they make a movie out of it
1: yeah i mean I, i i don't think zathura was all that successful if it had been i'm sure there would have been like pokes and prods for him to write another one so that somebody could option the rights and make the movie yeah
2: I mean, it's been yeah. 10 years, but think about it. I mean, there was a long time between Jumanji oh, yeah. and are also. About 10 years, yeah? All right, like 1995 so, so
1: clearly, he's due to write another one and, and start production on a movie
0: very soon. Yeah. I like Pirates and Gothic Horror. I feel like I should have come up with a better one than fucking medieval Fantasy.
1: Cleo has both <laughs> thought about this more than us and is probably more passionate. I definitely, like, I'm super fucking into the idea, but... I think it has a, a particular soft spot for Cleo.
2: It does. It's just like a nostalgia thing for me, I think. Yeah. I, I, There's a certain thing about 90s movies. I mean, I think in, 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 80s, and I'd say 80s and 90s. There's a certain quality to a lot of the um, kind of family-friendly films. I mean, think about like The Goonies. Think sure. about things like Jumanji and, oh my god, there's so many more movies than like, I th- even, even things like Time Bandits and... Then the whole Steven Spielberg array of films, yeah, just everything. Um, Jurassic Park, you know, just I don't know. There's just a certain thing about those films, like a bigness and a quality to the storytelling that I don't see in a lot of films right now that are meant for kids. And I think Zathura is missing a little bit mm-hmm. of what Jumanji and you know those other films had that made them feel special. And maybe it's just that, you know, they, these are movies from our childhood. And so they're going to always look shiny and special to us. Sure. Um, I
0: think that's a fair point though. I think, I don't know. It, it's hard to say, especially following our like kids killing kid things. I think that, I think that the sense for what like teenagers can handle has really improved. But I think the sense of like, what a, like a preteen can handle has really kind of dropped a lot. Like I, I remember like like, you know, the books that, I read as a kid were much darker than stuff that I feel like you see coming out for kids now there's rolled doll in general it's like really like weird and creepy and yeah. I feel like you saw a lot more of that and I think it's the same in movies you had there was much more of a willingness to have like a genuinely like frightening segment and that kind of knowledge that kids like stuff that's kind of scary
1: and I mean the ratings agencies were even like just way less strict true back yeah. then I mean it, when did the R rating even like the R rating didn't exist until the late 80s
0: I think well I know PG thirteen was one of the later ones. R might have it might have been R existed, but PG thirteen didn't. So oh, you know, if you you know what what I, Yeah, you're right. I think that was the thing: is that stuff that now would end up PG thirteen was PG. Right, and
1: stuff like Ghostbusters. Yeah, I remember thinking about Ghostbusters. Like, you that's watch Ghostbusters, thing. and like, that's not a PG movie.
0: No, but at the same time, like, there were parts of that that were scary when I was a kid, but they were still like really good and I really liked that whole movie, and it was okay because I didn't really mind the scary parts. You just learned like what. Ten seconds to close your eyes during because the demon dog in the kitchen is objectively the most horrifying thing on film. Um, but but yeah, basically, yeah.
1: kids today are fucking sheltered.
2: <laughs> well, I think it is important. I wrote a, I wrote a paper about <laughs> in college about Courage the Cowardly Dog and how like that was really great because it takes like frightening things the kids think things that kids are frightened of like the boogeyman and like sure explores that idea but with it's kind of comical. Theme, the tone and I think that we need more of that now than we have because mm-hmm. I mean I think about like my brother who is six is kind of terrified of he's terrified of everything um like movies he, even if it's I, I was once saying like oh I had a nightmare and it was like a really stupid It was like a nightmare where like I didn't have my pants on or something but he didn't even let me finish the sentence of after he heard the word nightmare mm. because he was so scared of just the idea that I was gonna say something scary right And I don't know, I just, I I feel that movies have been kind of toning it back a lot for, I guess, for fear of what parents are going to say, you know, they don't want parents to be like, oh, that's too scary. We can't take our kids to see that.
1: Right. And then box office numbers and blah, blah, blah.
2: Yeah. Anyway, I think it's time to go into spoiler territory. Um,
1: Or to at least start talking about Zathura again. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, yeah.
2: Um, But for, yeah, our next series of episodes, we're going to be doing, um, covering stuff that falls into the theme of time travel within one's own life. So the movie we will be watching is Looper uh, with, you know, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Bruce Willis, which takes place in the not too distant future. It has to do with uh basically the mob and time travel. It's like a, I would just call it a neo-noir film.
0: I would agree with that. Yeah. It's a very cool movie. I would say it go into that. Knowing as little as little about it, if you've if you've gotten this far in the podcast and you've generally liked what we've been talking about, just go see Looper. Be real excited. I I like that movie a lot.
1: Yeah, I remember. I think you and me saw it in in theaters together, James, way back in the day.
0: I, I saw it several times, which is kind of weird. I don't I don't see a lot of movies again and again, but that was one that I saw a few times in theaters.
2: I watched it with my mom at home. <laughs> we both really liked it.
0: <laughs> That's going kind of I always I always call Looper like a perfect eight, you know. In a lot of ways, it's like an 8 out of 10, but mm-hmm. it's exactly perfect for that. I wouldn't want it to be any more or less. It's it's like the perfect cult classic kind of B-movie. Yeah. Real good. Um, and then we're going to be reading Replay?
2: Yeah, by Ken Grimwood, which, again, deals with a guy who dies repeatedly and wakes up in his 20s. And,
1: and relives his people. life over and over again.
2: Yeah. And then we'll be playing Life is Strange, which has to do with like about a high school-age girl who has kind of limited time travel abilities to kind of go back and change things she did and see what how the outcome changes.
0: Yeah. yeah. Wrapped up
1: be. in a coming-of-age story.
0: Yeah. So it should be a lot of fun. Kind of not quite the big, broad, like, back-to-the-future jump way back in time and just have a movie set in, like, a, a previous time. But a lot of stuff that really deals very specifically with like, dealing with time travel over and over again.
1: Yeah. But, but don't you worry, I will find a way to get Back to the Future into this podcast. <laughs> yeah,
0: we always... We did kind of just want an excuse to do Back to the Future for the movie, didn't we?
1: <laughs> yeah. It yeah. did start that way. Yeah.
0: Anyway. Um, so, yeah. Come back for that for the next series. But for now... More spaceships. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, my qu- and I, I had this thought with Jumanji, too, but then, again, Zathura brought it up. Isn't the best strategy for just getting through the game with as little harm done as possible just to roll over and over and over again yes. Yes. until someone gets to just ignore the threats as they are coming because they, they take a while and you just keep rolling or hitting or turning the key and hitting the button over and over again until you finally get it there. And it's like, yeah, you have robots and aliens and like meteorites and all this stuff like raining on your head, but it'll only be there for maybe like a minute, 30 seconds stops. Yeah. Yeah. Yep.
0: Yes. Absolutely. Yes. I, And they kind of get at that in this, and they kind of get around and it's like, oh, but, like, the younger brother is scared to do it. But it – no, right? Like, at a certain point, (laughs) it's like, no, just – like, I understand that you figured out that when you hit the button, scary stuff happens. But you also know at this point that if you just hit the button fast enough, you will be okay, right? Like, you don't need to wait for, like, the resolution of the last event. Yeah, you're you're 100% right. I don't know – that's where the that trapping falls through for me, yeah, yeah
1: the, the smart conceit, which I think happens in repeatedly in Jumanji and like once for a lengthy period of time in Zathura, is losing the game board, right yeah like if something happens that like you know uh, the meteor shower happens and it uh, one like let like goes through the table, the game board is in and through the floor, and the game board slides off and into the basement, and then there's something in the basement that's like that you have trapped down there or that has just arrived or something or other, like that you know forcing the people in the movie from a plot standpoint to deal with the threat as opposed to just playing the game would be great. Yeah. But and in Jumanji it happens repeatedly where they like they they're they can't get to the board. Yeah. Uh and that was a smart way to f- sort of force all of those things to be dealt with one way or another.
2: And at the same time I feel like, okay, so you duct tape the board to your body. <laughs> <laughs> and then you run to somewhere safe and you roll again.
1: I mean, yeah.
0: Yeah. But I'd say even then, like I could I have a bit of an easier time dealing with, okay, there would be some way to keep the board safe all the time, but they haven't had time to figure it out because like we know that they're about to play a scary board game, but they don't know that yet, and that's okay, but yeah, the big one for me is in Zathero, they they actively seem to figure this out and then don't do it,
2: yeah,
1: I honestly think if i at this point, if I ever discover a board game I have never heard of in a house I've just moved into. I'm just going to throw it away. (laughs) Like, I love board games, and I'm sure there are plenty that I've never heard of. But, like, I mean, especially, like, I mean, obviously this is way too far outside of, like, what would happen in a movie. But, like, yeah, I would just go to, like, Board Game Geek or or sit up and shut down and, like, look for the game that I just found. And if I don't see it, it goes in the trash. Yeah, that game is haunted. Because, like, I don't want to end up in the middle of a jungle or to have my house in space. Or, okay, well, I kind of want these things to happen. Yeah. If I'm being entirely honest.
2: (laughs) I probably, you know... Keep it around Fuck. for boring party. I would play it.
0: See, I feel like the real thing that you do is you keep it around and you wait for like some Seven, children eight. to find it, <laughs> you know, and then they can learn an important life lesson, which is a not so subtle way of coming around to one of the other things that I was really confused by. It's just like I, when I say where is the dad in all of this, I understand like why he's out of the house. Did he know that this game was in the basement? Is that why he said don't go down to the basement? Why does he have this sitting around? Did he play this? when he was younger. Oh, he, interesting. Like, he talks about, like, the house is, like, a special house or something. We never really get a lot about that. It it almost makes me wonder if this was set up to have, like, room for a sequel. I wonder if, well, I mean, I just love, like, that makes room
1: for the, just the headcanon of, like, he staged the whole thing. Yeah, Where like, he's children like, are
2: misbehaving, they might die playing this game, but, like, let's just see whether it brings them together instead.
1: Yeah, like I lived, if they're if they're smart enough and, and coordinated enough to live, they deserve to live and also have a better relationship, and yeah. it's not
0: oh well. Right, like, this is, like, his childhood home, and, like, he and his brother, or, like, he and his sister, or something like that, played Zathura, and, like, that brought them closer together, or something like that, it... I don't know.
2: I was under the impression that this was a house, an old house that he had recently purchased. It doesn't look old. He says yeah, they, it's old. They, it does not look they talk old. About, yeah,
1: it looks very recently remodeled. And, yeah. yeah, but yeah, because you know, there's the joke about your, you know, your mom really liked the house too, and that's why she took it. Yeah, the old, um, the other house, and this is like some new house that he's just moved into.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Like I, I by no means need that explanation about why that game was in the basement or like how the dad plays into knowing that he has this haunted game in the basement yeah i mean
1: in jumanji don't they just like how do they end up with the game doesn't it just like wash up intro
2: is that that's the ending the intro oh my god do i remember jumanji um (laughs) is that there's two boys and it's like the 1800s and they're in like a carriage and they're they have this board game for some reason and they're burying it in the woods and they're like and it starts doing the drums and they're like oh it's trying to get me and then they, they bury it and they run away and they're like we better hope like no one finds that then cut to the '90s or er, '60s when Robin Williams' character is like a kid. Um, he finds there's a construction site and he finds the board game buried in the construction site. And he because he hears the drums from it and he pulls it out and he takes it home, and plays it. Blah blah blah. Started the movie.
1: Right, right. I mean, I that part. Uh, but how do the modern day kids end up? Do they move into the house that Robin Williams lived in as a kid? Yes. Okay, yeah, I think so.
2: Their parents are, they're like orphans, and they're living with their aunt, and they move into this big house. And then the house has, like, all the Robin Williams family junk in it. Okay. I just wanted to really retell the entire story of <laughs> <with> Jumanji. <laughs>
0: and then there are monkeys. and
2: Oh, God, terrible CGI spiders. monkeys.
0: Yeah. But yeah, so that's the big like, I thing. I definitely don't need to know those things. I'm not sitting here just like, oh, yeah, this movie is no good because I don't know how the game got in the basement. But, but a little bit. But it's the kind of thing where I'm curious mainly because it feels like the kind of thing where maybe that was accounted for in, like, the planning for this movie just because – and again, it comes back to what, what we were saying earlier where I was really interested in, like, the dad's relationship with the kids and just – I don't know. just There was an interesting family dynamic that was going, and I feel like we solved one of the problems, right, the relationship between the two brothers, maybe to a small extent their relationship with their sister, which is except always going to be kind of one
2: part. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, Kirsten Stewart's in love with Dax Shepard, who turns out to be Josh Hutcherson when he's like older. Yep.
0: Yeah, that was. I'm going to say this. I love that. I will say this. As much as we talked about how weird it is to suspend your disbelief for some of the physics in the movie, the fact that Josh Hutcherson will grow up to look like Dax Shepard was the thing that really did it for me. <laughs> <laughs> that was the line the, I could not they cross. They have the
2: morphing scene where Dax Shepard morphs into Josh Hutcherson. Yeah,
0: it's like, oh yes, as you grow up, the entire bone structure <laughs> of your face and upper body will change significantly.
2: Especially funny now because Dax Shepard's playing, because he said it, he was gone for what, like 15 years? So he's yeah. playing a 25-year-old. We base Josh Hutcherson now is twenty two, twenty three. Yeah, we're, it just looks so, exactly the same. Yeah, so yeah. we know for a fact he does not grow up to look like Dax Shepard. Not,
1: not even a
0: little bit. But so throwing that, he's out barely there. taller than he was when he was ten. Yeah. But anyway, so it jokes and admittedly kind of awkward morphing scene aside, um, that was my one thing. Where just I, I was really interested just in general with like this other kind of friction that they were trying to deal with with their dad and trying to find time for everyone and their relationship with their sister and only one of those actually got dealt with which is fine because that's clearly from the beginning what the movie's really about but the dad is so like ingrained in that setup it really made me think that the relationship with the dad was going to be a, a bigger part of it and it seems like dealing with that might have had something to do with any kind of backstory for the game that might have been planned out before the movie got made and cut down to like fit for time, and the kind of thing that might have been in a sequel or, like, a return to this, but that was the big thing, where, again, like, I don't think the movie's really that much lesser for, for not including it, but it makes me kind of curious if there was some planning there. Well,
2: it's also that in Jumunji so much of the story is about Robin Williams's character or its relationship with his father. Yeah. I mean, the hunter who comes, Van Zant or something like that, I can't remember, um, is... You mean you don't is played, know his name? <laughs> is played by the actor who plays his father, which you know is not insignificant. So I I don't know, I feel like it's traditional for I, I should be traditional for I'm pretending like there's a big franchise of Jumanji ish yeah. movies. But um for there to be father or like parental relationships explored deeply.
1: Right. I mean I think that's even probably even more reason why this is about the sibling relationship is because Jumanji spends its time exploring a a Parental relationship,
0: yeah. Which would be fair if the parental relationship that they like set up at the beginning weren't was benign. Right? Yeah, it's, it's like it's weren't stayed. kind of inherently compelling. But yeah. but yeah, no, I get what you're saying though.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's funny because like those are the things that are worth getting up on the though. Because then you have the questions again, like how did the board game get in the basement? Which I think is important. I think which would be more important to answer than why are these board games magical in the first place? Yeah, I agree with that. Like, how do they work? Yeah. Which is, you know, something that you do wonder about, but honestly, not that much. (laughs) And,
1: like, the... I mean, taking these as a shared universe, right? Like, Jumanji and Zathura would have been created at very, very different times. Because, like, Jumanji has its origin where it it was created at least hundreds of years ago. Yeah. Whereas... Like, Zathura cannot have been created any earlier than the 1930s and any later than, like, the 1950s,
0: arguably. How cool would it be if it was also created hundreds and hundreds of years ago?
2: It's just, like, a family. Okay, I'm about to just, like, come up with a fan fiction idea right here. There's, like, a family that does these magical board games. It's, like, their legacy. And each generation has to, make a new board game. And that's what, like, each movie is about. It's, like, every generation has made a game.
1: Until we until they complete the cinematic universe and get everybody from all the movies back together and they all have to play one board game together,
0: and it's chess <laughs> <laughs> or Go. Each of them has to be a Go stone. <laughs> oh, amazing! So, all right. So, if we're going through like potential implications of this that are kind of funny on one level, but also genuinely kind of interesting plot points on another, uh, do you think that when you roll the astronaut card? You always get someone else who's stuck in the game? Or does that card only appear if there is like some other version of you stuck in the game? Or does it just always pull the alternate version of you?
2: were you disney shitty what if it just yeah. always
1: pulls dax shepard
0: <laughs> what if it no it always pulls dax shepard but he's always you 15 years from
2: now <laughs> wouldn't it suck if it just like it ran out of astronauts who got lost in the game like players and so it just like pulls buzz aldrin you know, <laughs> from history just it's
1: like i said dip back to the 60s
2: pull him out
0: Oh, oh God, that would be amazing. <laughs> she like that a lot. That's a whole... And it, then there's all this,
2: this whole thing about, like, and then you go back to present day at the end, it's, like, all these conspiracy theories about what happened to Buzz Aldrin in space when he <laughs> went missing? <laughs> he better, was
1: gone for 25 minutes, what happened?
0: Better still, stranded astronaut is Buzz Aldrin, like, after his car broke down somewhere. <laughs> Not stranded in space, stranded on Earth, regular stranded, everyday kind of stranded, but he's an astronaut. <laughs> Turns out this happens to him all the time. <laughs> Perfect, yeah, I'd watch that, but yeah, so i that is one of the things that like i to come back to the the stranded astronaut i I liked it it's pretty obvious like twist wise that he's Walter from the future or like someone else who did something kind of similar, but one of the instances that i that I liked a lot was when they're sitting down to play the game and he's he's trying to be like the facilitator for this, kind of in the way that you sort of get the impression that like the dad might be otherwise um. And I really kind of liked the scene because it's him—it feels like the insertion here isn't, like, this alternate father figure, but it is, like, an older brother, like, coming home from college or something like that. The thing that I kind of like about it is it's not quite at the, like, oh, yeah, and this is what their dad can't give them. Because it's pretty clear that the dad does do stuff like that. He just can't do it on that day. Yeah. But—
1: Or even just in that moment. He was, like, playing a catch with them before the movie started. Yeah,
0: exactly. And they are talking about, like, playing Smash Brothers together and stuff like that and— lots of very specific video game references. I don't know if everyone caught like it was either like Jack 3 or like Crash Team Racing. It's some kind of <laughs> Naughty Dog car game like poster in the room and you can explicitly see the the branding which I thought was kind of weird. Um, anyway, but...
1: I don't know if it was a Sony produced movie.
0: If it was, that'd be hilarious. <laughs> but it's got Smash Bros. as well. Yeah, mm, good point. But anyway, uh, but so it was things like that where like it... You have those like cool moments but it... For me at least that was just like a nice that was that biggest callback to the just kind of domestic drama that I had enjoyed a lot at the beginning. Like once everything had kind of hit the fan sure, and they're like yelling at each other about who cheats. And he's just like, Oh my God, stop yelling. What is going on? But having that sense of just like, he's, he's better at dealing with it. Not quite as good as like an actual father, but like, but it, I like that. It seems like it resisted the urge to make him this like alternate father figure. And they kept it as like a, very feeling very much like a a brother's relationship,
2: yeah, I felt like it was yeah on the on the young actor's part, it was a really good job. I felt like really pretty solid acting from both like it was jonah bo bo bobo something like so, that I think that's the little kid's name um because the the sibling fight scenes were very like realistically obnoxious, like I have a six year old brother and a nine year old sister, and they fight like that. Like, that kind of, like, intense screaming, like, the same thing over and over again about cheating. And, I mean, there's a lot of me trying to be Dax Shepard in that situation, like, trying to play board games and, like, everyone flipping
0: out. That's all any of us can really do in those situations is try and be Dax (laughs) Shepard. It's really just a
1: good way to live. Yeah,
0: that's how but, no, I agree. Like, honestly, one of the big moments that really did it for me is when the, the younger brother, like, throws the ball at the older brother and it, like, hits him in the face. And the older brother gets up and the younger brother just immediately turns around and just says like i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry and it's that specific like number of times in that inflection and i i've heard that from honest to god just young children before in that exact same way and running through a house in that exact same way it was it was those little things that that yeah i definitely like i i liked a lot and that the a, kids did a really good job of portraying.
2: Yeah, I mean, it's, it seems it's simple, but it's also very. I mean, it's important, and it's that the fact that it's realistic. It's not like, you know, like in certain like eighties, nineties sitcom family sitcoms where the drama is very like overdone or like in a weird way. Like, I think remember like Growing Pains, that yeah. show, and yeah, then like for Full sure. House and like stuff like that.
0: Yeah, no one talks to each other like that. For yeah, real. yeah,
2: and this felt this felt pretty genuine, which I thought you know, for all the movies fault that was something that I just got right which is an important thing
0: i agree yeah but yeah so i i definitely agree i thought that that like brothers dynamics really good i kind of wish that the the sisters dynamic was a bit better like i i, I see it she's older she's some teen she's like it, a. Little,
2: she looks like a scene kid like she's wearing that like wrist thing and she has like black chipped nail polish and sure she's a little she's like edge of emo kind of yeah baby Kristen stewart a little bit
0: Definitely too cool for school, though, and that comes across, and that's pretty good.
2: She's literally listening to like music at one point. That's something like I sleep all day. Mom and dad are at work. Yeah, and it's like it's like literally just like the like three lines that are exactly what's actually happening.
0: Yeah, (laughs) but yeah, I like I feel like they do like a pretty solid job of that kind of like distant older sister. Again, it's the kind of thing where I wished I couldn't tell if it was supposed to be like, oh yeah, and that's better now because she was kind of on this adventure, too.
2: It's better now because she was harboring incestuous feelings for her brother when he was, like, 15 years older, and she didn't realize it was her brother.
0: God, if that were the sequel, just her dealing with that. Yeah. Oh,
2: my God.
1: <laughs> spiraling into mental despair.
2: Yeah. The last line of the movie, I think, is like, do you still think I have gorgeous eyes by yep. Josh yeah. Hutcherson? <laughs> yep. Which I thought was pretty good.
1: We never speak of this. Nope. Never happened.
0: But, no, can you imagine? Just It's 15 years later. She's seen her brother grow into this guy who's ar- arguably, like, an early, just romantic experience. And now, like, she sees him every Thanksgiving.
1: And just stares into his gorgeous eyes.
0: Yeah, and it's just, like, super no conflicted. I,
2: that, like, and even, like, it's, there's a line when she first realized She's like, oh, my God, I can't believe I wanted to. And then it's cut off. Yeah. It's like, what, you wanted to fuck him? Is that what you're exactly, like, like, like? Where he, was that going, yeah. <laughs> Case two.
0: It, it's, I remember... Chelsea and I were talking about specifically that line. It's it's that it gets so far as wanted to. Yeah. If it was just, I can't believe I, that would have been totally different. Yeah. <laughs> There's a specific action that she's imagining for completing that sentence with.
1: <laughs> yep. Which is the exact action that every teenager thinks about, etc. cetera, et cetera.
0: But it's the kind of thing where it's just like, even if you leave the action ambiguous, even if you make that action as benign as possible, say it's like, kiss him or something like that. It's... There's a big difference between there's a concrete action that she wanted to perform versus just like, I can't believe I had certain feelings. It's like, oh, (laughs) little moments like that.
2: (laughs) Uh, So there there are like gems in the screenplay. Oh, sure. There are definitely like little moments that are really, I mean, maybe laugh.
0: It's like watching Hocus Pocus and the fact that that movie is super concerned with that kid's virginity.
2: Oh, my God. That's such a good movie. I named my dog after a character in that movie.
0: (laughs) But yeah, so I'd say it was solid overall. I'd say it was all right. It wasn't my favorite thing. I don't think it was bad. It didn't like super grab me. I probably wouldn't watch it again, but I had a good enough time.
2: If they did another movie within the, you know, Jumanji or the magical board game. franchise i would watch it i'd see it i wish i do wish i mean i don't really have problems with the movie i do wish it were kind of like better in general the way that i was describing like old 90s and 80s movies being better or you know jumanji the original yeah um just so that they would make more right Mm because i really like i just again i just really like this idea yeah it's
1: just a very like very specific genre unto itself that i'm super into
2: and no one else is really doing copycats that i know Mm -hmm. of I almost wish they would, even though they'd probably be awful. I wish someone would. I don't know.
1: All right, let's just start the screams like Leo.
2: Yeah. <laughs> gothic horror. We'll start with Gothic horror, then we'll go to pirates. Yeah.
1: I don't know. Maybe we should start with pirates. Maybe that's easier to pitch.
2: Are pirates in right now? You can do vampires and bring Kristen Stewart back. <laughs> zombies maybe. Oh, zombies, are zombies, zombies would be still in. Zombies are in, but I feel like doing it. They as have to just be like would...
1: part of a horror game. I feel like.
2: Yeah, that would be like one of the cards you draw. Yeah. Like oh, cemetery. Neighbor Cemetery has neighborhoods not that not your neighbor's cemetery your, neighborhood's your neighbor's cem- personal cemetery <laughs> ah, on yeah. where you live <laughs>
0: do your neighbors not have a cemetery
1: your neighbor's not
2: a serial killer
0: weird No, that'd be good though like a like a horror movie version of it yeah
2: yeah Yeah. i mean i feel i guess like the, the goosebumps movie that would that come out or is it coming out came out okay
0: yeah that one came and went
2: i, I didn't see it or know anything really about it but i felt it like was, that was, was maybe good that was, was maybe fun. kind of You know, part of it, like R.L. Stein's creatures from his books coming to life. It's a similar thing. But it's not Jumanji.
1: (laughs) Cleo's just going to go home and watch
0: Jumanji again.
2: Uh, I love Jumanji. I used to quote it when I was a kid, apparently. That's what my mom says.
0: (laughs) I feel like that's the big takeaway for this episode. Just. Real, oh, a real Shumanji. good movie.
2: There's like a line, like where the, the I can't remember what the actress or the character's name is, but like the adult woman, where she's like, "You can't treat people like this." And apparently, I used to just say that all the time after seeing that movie. <laughs> like if I felt I was being mistreated, that was what I said.
1: Isn't the older woman like? Uh, I swear, she's somebody who like was and is still famous. The world Pause may, we... the, the world may never know.
2: Can we? Also, I'm also gonna look up whether Zach Shepherd wasn't punked.
0: I'm gonna play with my phone.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Dax Shepard's married to Kristen Bell? Yes, yeah, you didn't know I that. Forgot. I, I think I knew that and I totally forgot.
0: That they did a really good, like, oh yeah, it's Bonnie Hunt. Ad together thing. So.
1: Oh, it's fucking
0: Bonnie Hunt.
2: He's 41 now.
0: He looks exactly the same. Yes, yes he as was. He, he wasn't.
2: Inv- okay, he wrote he and like directed. Host? Okay. From 2003 onwards, this is from Wikipedia, Shepard became known from his work in the improv, candid camera type show Punked with Ashton Kutcher. When the show had its 2012 revival, he continued to appear. Shepard said he auditioned for Punked and while doing the pilot became friendly with Kutcher, who arranged for him to get an agent. He auditioned unsuccessfully for 10 years before he landed the role.
0: For 10 years? <laughs> for,
1: Punk started in.
2: Wait, before he landed some other role, I guess. I don't know. This is a badly written paragraph. But anyway, the idea is that he was on Punked a lot
1: okay fair so
2: i'm not delusional i, don't, I did not misremember st- something you about still it. watched a lot of punk i think i did honestly i remember when they punked seth green because that was when i had the big crush on seth green mm.
0: i think that's managed to get brought up in every both episode. episodes we I'm recorded today bring it in <laughs> i'll bring
2: it up every episode i'm just gonna
0: i'll just find a way to mention him it's fine so but yeah i mean general thoughts kind of overall any any last words
2: I mean, it's definitely if you like Jumanji, I'd say it's worth watching. I mean, if you if you have to babysit a kid or you have a kid and they need a they want to watch a movie, this isn't a bad choice. If you want to like also be at least you know entertained a little by it.
0: But yeah, all right. So that was the Definitely come back next time for Fallout Four. That's <laughs> going to be a fun one, <laughs> and uh, I'm sure Zathura will swing back in our final theme episode discussion after after the fallout episode so definitely stay tuned for that until then thank you so much for listening Noir with a twist. Noir with lemon? I I don't know. Like, okay, like Lovecraftian noir. It starts off as a noir story and then aliens. I mean, sure,
1: but why don't we just have that movie instead of that movie also being a board game? That's true. That's a better idea. (laughs) (laughs) I did it again.